0: I'm Tammy Palermo from Mentor United Methodist Church in Mentor, Ohio, and I am proud to be a Ministry to Parents member.
1: Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. It's that time again. This is the podcast podcast. For church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. Welcome to episode three. Yay. Today we're talking about planning a spiritual retreat. We've been in this topic all month long about the struggles uh, church leaders face. And then, you know, we've been talking about being spiritually empty last week. And now we're going to talk a little bit about how do we pull away and kind of take care of our soul.
0: Yes. And we cover... The topic of spiritual retreat But we cover it from a couple of different angles One is today uh, We have Michael Bain on our show Super excited about
1: having Great. him by the way He's, he's been OG yes. M2P OG <laughs> M2P yes. He's been around forever Yes
0: and he has done multiple things On staff with our M2P family And he's kind of that uh, Jack of all trades kind of guy who's Who does it all Just a loyal <laughs> friend Yeah I think you called him like the uncle once Yeah, <laughs> But the good uncle not the shady uncle That's right um, and so we have him coming in later today and he on the show and he basically talks about uh spiritual retreat and we have a really great discussion on that coming in. And in the blog post that he writes for us this week, he talks about three different types of spiritual retreat and it was just an excellent perspective on the different ways that you can look at a retreat. But we in particular on the third one that he writes about, he talks about that silent retreat, the one where you go Alone, and you rest and replenish. And in the toolbox this month and the content that we have for our M2P members, we actually have a, a practical guide on how to pull away and rest and retreat and take care of yourself. So if you're an M2P member, we've got that in your toolbox. You can find that under the, the topic Care for the Soul. But today, I guess, Jeremy, question I have for you is, what is a way that you do that? Like a way that you get alone and you find time to take care of yourself because you got a lot going on. So how do you do it?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, Wow. Thank you. Well, Hey, this is like 2020 interview here. (laughs) 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 The, uh, did I, did I surprise you? You did. You did. That's that's exactly what happened. Oh man! I thought
0: you liked to switch it up. A Usually, little bit.
1: I'm the one asking the questions, so this mm-hmm. is kind of fun. Um, lately, for me, uh, retreat looks like finding a hobby. This is, you know, this has been a journey I've been on for a, quite a long time. I have realized that um, I don't have a good hobby. I don't have a way to pull away um, and just kind of be with myself and, and be with the Lord and so i have discovered golf as one of one of the ways i do that now it's not any kind of golf because there's probably a lot of golfers out there who will completely judge the way i golf because i go to a small golf course a dine hole golf course and i take one club (laughs) and three balls
0: no judgment no judgment
1: yeah, it's it, they're real golfers look at me and like, w- What are you doing, bro? You, you're putting with your pitching wedge. And yes, yes, I am. I'm putting with my pitching wedge. But man, I don't know. It's just simple for me. Like, I roll up in my minivan, I pull out my golf club. Can you picture it? I throw in the AirPods, put three golf balls in my cargo shorts, and I'm off. <laughs> and about 45 minutes later, i've swung that club uh listen to music listen to podcasts spent time with the lord and for me it's it's been invigorating so for me that's how uh, how i've done it now elizabeth how do you (laughs) when you go to spiritual retreat how do you do it no i'm just kidding seriously how how, what's what's been a way you've been able to do that especially during quarantine this not not an easy time to to pull away
0: no, I um, actually have created a little place in the house for myself. Being a high introvert, that was super important that uh, I have a place that I can go. And um, also just my type of personality. I think I'm the highest introvert in the house. And so I like to, I need to have some alone time. And I also like to get up super early in the morning when I can. And because everybody's still asleep. And uh, I like to uh, do, I think they call it like, There's different words to it, but it's like a stream of consciousness where you just, it's free writing and you just write like three pages, anything goes and I just write, write, write and I get all that stuff out and that really clears the head and then I also try and get in a run. Um, I like to go before all the uh, people are up and going and work and, and especially, uh, as people are c- sometimes coming out of quarantine and, the, and they're getting back into work. The traffic's picked back up. And so I like to just run before all the, the, everybody's kind of up and going. And those are just some ways that I do it daily. And then, um, about once a quarter, I like to kind of pull away. There's a, about 45 minutes south of here, there's a little mountain in Chattanooga that I like to go call Mont Eagle. That. No, don't tell, don't tell <laughs> there's them. There's a little tiny, all... tiny house up there. There's a little tiny house community. It's very safe, and it's in a It's um, like Bilbo Baggins in
1: Lord of the Rings. It's, it's like pretty that little, amazing. <laughs> These <laughs> so little their own
0: private waterfall, and yeah. so it's safe. So I like to go there and get away and pull away.
1: Yes, we're not going to tell you where it is cuz you're going to they get booked up quick and we don't need any more people competing with us to get our little tiny hey, home.
0: Scarcity concept. There's enough to go around. And by the way, we said Montego and Tiny House. They can Google it. It's no. (laughs)
1: Uh, It's over now. It's over. We want to
0: share. We don't want to hide or hoard. We want to share. Scarcity
1: concept. You're right. There's enough to go around. Okay. Well, then, if you're gonna pick one, go Creekside all day long. Is what (laughs) we've heard. Uh, Great little place. We like to go. It's better than owning a cabin. We'll just. uh, We always say we'll roll out to the cabin, but that's just borrowing somebody else's cabin for a night
0: with Clorox wipes.
1: (laughs) lots of Clorox. Wipes,
0: because of COVID, not because it's not clean. It's very clean. Uh, we just are super OCD about the COVID thing, so we're Clark's wipes people.
1: Yep, and uh, maybe maybe this fits with our theme for the day. But we learned a lesson at those cabins when we took our boys out there and we tried to start a fire. What did what did we learn?
0: How does this fit with our theme for I'm, today? I'm gonna ma- I'm
1: going to magically make it work. <laughs> just go with me though. What did we try to do with our boys and it didn't work? You can't light wet wood. Dang it, you skipped right ahead to my... Uh, <laughs> yes, that is true. Uh, oh, that does go with her Thank thing. you. <laughs> thank you. You That's can't funny. light wet wood. We nice. tried to start a fire, literally. Elizabeth and I started getting mad about it, and we... Spent the whole evening, probably three hours, trying easy, to light wet easy. wood.
0: And at one point I got mad and I threw the wood down and it bounced back up and hit my leg and scraped it.
1: <laughs> and our older son came out and looked at us and said, what are y'all doing? We're, we're in here trying to hang out and y'all are out here trying to light wet wood. <laughs> it, and I'm like, what a great family vacation this is.
0: <laughs> and we tried to cheat the system. We tried we Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> we were looking for anything that's flammable to try to wet light the wet wood. And
0: there wasn't anything in the tiny cabin, but we had
1: <laughs> Yeah, this was your genius idea, and I was impressed by it.
0: I thought, what is flammable? And I was like, "Well, we have hand sanitizer." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's made of alcohol so she dumped the hand sanitizer you know and in the world of COVID that's like dumping gold but we were that desperate
0: that's right we had a ton of hand sanitizer in the car so we (laughs) got it (laughs) because of COVID
1: And, and we dumped it on the fire and it burned up in like two seconds and it was over well okay so that's and so here's my wonderful transition You can't light wet wood. That's true in fire building, and it's true in life, and that's why we need to take some time to get away, and uh, so that's what we're going to talk about after the break. We're going to talk with Michael Baines some more about that. It'll be super, super fun, but before we do, if you're listening to this in real time, that means it's August 18th, and that means... That uh, on August 20th, in just two days, we're starting our big eternal sale. If you want to be an M2P member, we only do this once a year. And we're doing it this August, August 20th to 27th for one week only. You can become a member forever, forever. Oh, that sounds very daunting. Uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, people love this uh, every year. It's a way if you have room in your budget to go ahead and grab it. You pay it once, and you're a member forever. You don't ever pay again, so it's not you don't do the monthly or the annual. This is an eternal, and uh, we only uh, we're opening up twenty of those on August twentieth. Uh, so you there's twenty spots open on August twentieth. If you want to grab one of those spots, go ahead now and prepare for that. Uh, they'll be opening up early that morning, and you'll be able to jump in and grab it. Five ninety nine, And you're with us forever. So join the family. Join the family. <laughs> forever. We, we, and they always go fast <laughs> every year, so jump in and grab it. There's your warning. See, it was worth it. Now let's jump to a break. You're going to hear a little more about what it's like to be an MTP member in this break. And then when we come back, we will talk to our man, Michael, Michael Bain. Bain. See you in just a second.
2: Our team at Ministry to Parents would like to thank our members for the kind words they've recently shared with us. Scott from Texas said, this resource is both a time saver and a lifesaver." Amy from Michigan said, all of the resources are both spiritual and practical and can be tailored to fit my church's culture and style. And Boogie from Tennessee said, Ministry to Parents is like having another staff member on our team. We love our members, and we'd love to invite you to join as well. To learn more about membership, go to ministrytoparents.com slash member.
0: We are so excited to invite Michael Bain into this conversation about spiritual retreats and, and a bigger subject of how to care for your soul. And in his blog post this week, which I love, yes, he it covers the three retreats, right? It's super practical. But in our interview that we do with him, we discover the heart behind what he wrote, and it's really good stuff. Yeah. So here's what he has to say and share with us first.
3: Well, the corner piece of the blog post that we got to, I got to share, and the thing that I learned through a lot of help in this is that Jesus is in, he's inviting me to be faithful more than he's inviting me to be successful. Mm-hmm. So like the heartbeat of like what he wants me to do, and I've seen this play out in family ministry over and over and over again, how faithfulness in a family's life trumps a great event. It trumps, uh, having it all together. It trumps putting on a good show, a uh, consistency over time, faithfulness actually is what builds the bridge. And so, so if Jesus, like in my ministry is calling me to do that. He's calling me to faithfulness first over success because nobody would have labeled Jesus with success. And we have mm-hmm. to like get in the rhythms of Jesus. And you both know this, like Jesus pulled away, from the crowd mm-hmm. and from the grind, and he rested and it wasn't until a few mentors, a few voices kind of confronted me and just said hey you're not you're not doing that and my fatigue and so I was performing well, but I was operating in a very from a very weak spot and mm-hmm. from a un, very unhealthy place because I wasn't taking time to rest and depend. And pray and think and listen and do all things. So, like that's where kind of where we went in the the post.
1: And I love that Michael says uh, success, uh, our faithfulness over success. Uh, but I'll I'll suggest another way of saying that. I think faithfulness is success. And maybe one of the things that spiritual retreats do for me is it uh, realigns for me what is success. I know, like. Whenever we go on vacation and we're gone for the week and it's almost inevitable, you and I both, we're, we're in the car, we're rolling back in, we come off the interstate, off to our exit, we're, we're coming up to our house mm-hmm. and it's just very typical. We start to talk about re-entering our routines and uh, kind of we're thinking a new way about how we're, go- that's the whole point of a retreat. You pull away and when you come back, you see things with a fresh look and it helps you realign that vision and I know for me, I, I have gotten off on this in my ministry journey. I can remember a very clear time where, for me, success, I was aiming. I just wanted my pastor to like me. I just wanted him to be proud of me. I wanted him to be happy with my performance, and I didn't feel like he was. And I was willing to do anything do I need to baptize more people? Okay. Do I need to convince more people to come to my events? Okay. What do I need to do to get you to like me, dude? And um, and uh, ultimately, I, I almost burned my whole soul out uh, going after the wrong thing. And uh, it's easy to get into that trap. And retreats, if I would have done some more spiritual retreat during that time, I probably could have caught that instead of burning myself, uh, uh, burning the candle at both ends like Michael was talking about.
0: And so I think what I hear you saying is your success at that time is similar to what Michael's saying, which is when he's saying faithfulness over success, his definition of success in that statement is achievement or pleasing your authority. And that's what you were saying at that time was your definition. And you're asking, hey, why don't we transition and change the definition of success?
1: Yeah, because I was so afraid of being fired for whatever reason. That was just a scary thing for me. It's like what Michael said. Uh, he, he said uh, Jesus, uh, If, if in, in a lot of churches, Jesus would have not have been seen as a success. Uh, I'll take that a step further and say I think I've worked at some churches where Jesus would have gotten fired. <laughs> And I'll say this, (laughs) uh, I'll say this, I think uh, if if I had more, if I would have taken more, if I have a regret in that season, I wish I would have pulled away because I think if I pulled away Mm -hmm. in a spiritual retreat, Jesus could have whispered that to my heart a lot easier and I could have heard it. Um, Yeah, so that's where I'm at on that.
0: I think that for me, when I was working on staff at churches and in ministry, and I was at a place similar to what Michael talked about, which is I'm performing well, but I'm operating from an unhealthy place. I was afraid to pull away because I knew if I pulled away, I would have to face what I think I knew deep down in my heart Mm. about the fact that I was operating in a a machine and operating uh, because I just didn't want to fail. And in doing that, I was almost afraid to pull away because uh, I cared way more about people thinking I'm doing a good job. And I knew if I pulled away, I'd have to face it. And I think that's why I uh, experienced burnout at the age of 29. It's pretty early. Usually Mm -hmm. people go through it at the midlife crisis. (laughs) You know, I went through it a decade early and, and I'm thankful for it. Although uh, it's, it's a, it's beauty from ashes moment in my story. It's, I'm, I'm thankful for it in that I learned early that that retreat and that time and that that getaway the sacred space that I call it when I get to meet uh, with Jesus in the quiet it is the place that I now want more than anything and I have to I struggle now to leave those moments to enter back into the world and he's like hey I go with you I take we're we're taking that sacred space it's on the go it's it's not just pulling away sometimes now it's like no it's you got to be in the world not of it but you got to be in it let's go sister you know
1: And uh, I think if you like last week with uh, we talked about burnout and those kind of things Mm -hmm. and the the big checkpoint there was if I can't recover, if I if I'm Mm -hmm. expending my energy and I can't seem to recover, Mm -hmm. I got to understand potentially I'm in burnout. And I think this week one of the checkpoints for us has to be if I'm not willing to be alone, if I'm if I'm keeping myself busy so I don't have to be alone. Because I'm, in essence, avoiding wanting to hear the still small voice because I'm scared of what it's going to say. Well, then uh, that's a checkpoint as Mm -hmm. well. Another thing that Michael is about to talk about that's a checkpoint for us is if we get stuck in comparison. Here's what he says about that.
3: We all struggle with this. So we are trapped because of our interconnectedness with comparison because I can see. I can see the best parts of other people's ministries and lives because that's what they share on social media
2: mm-hmm.
3: and that's what they share. So like, and, and we can, we go to a network meeting and we connect with some friends and they're not, they're not necessarily telling us about their struggles. They're like giving us the best of the, the compil the top 10 song list of their ministry. And so like, yeah, pulling away, It actually, comparison is a killer of the soul. Mm -hmm. And so, like, retreat allows us to get away, stop comparing, and let God be the voice evaluating what we're doing.
0: Goodness. I think that um, he's so spot on with this. Multiple ways of comparison can occur. Obviously social media has amplified that entirely. But I think about not just personally, but professionally, it Mm -hmm. it can be so um, uh, toxic would be the word I would use because the social media pieces, he said, you get the best of someone else. So you only know their best, but I know all of me. And Mm. then you begin to compare. And I think one of the things too, That's just personally, but then discussion of professionally, I think sometimes, and I believe this is a strategy of the enemy because our, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but the enemy loves to say, Hey, you as a ministry leader, you're doing this, but Oh my goodness. Do you know about that church across the street? Or do you know about that church over there? They have more numbers or they are doing this or they're doing that. And you need to be more like them. And that comparison begins to, uh, it's just so toxic that mm. it uh, begins to make you feel not enough and then shame and the shame spiral. And then we get on that track where we uh, compete and uh, competition is just so unhealthy. Mm. It's not, that's not how Jesus operates because we're on the same team. But That's extremely difficult when we're comparing ourselves to others or maybe our authorities comparing us to other. Well, if you as a children's ministry leader or youth ministry leader, why aren't you like so-and-so, you know? And it becomes this, um, we're pitted against each other instead of being for each other.
1: And another thing that is driving this desire to compare along with this uh, avoiding spiritual retreat is this idea of ambition. And I talk Mm -hmm. about, uh, I, I can speak from experience on this. When I was 18 years old, I told myself, I'm going to be the best youth minister in America. For some reason, <laughs> I was some cocky little 18 year old, and I and and I just began my ministry journey, fueled by ambition. And mm-hmm. uh, through so much brokenness, failure, and and so much else, God has had to show me that the one thing He doesn't want or need is my ambition.
0: Right.
1: What He wants is what Michael was saying: my faithfulness, your heart. He wants your heart. Yeah. And it's in and it's in uh, a rhythm of spiritual retreat we get to understand that. And I, that has taken uh, way too long for me to figure out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but aren't you glad you figured it out? There's yeah. people in their 60s who I'm, haven't figured it out I'm yet. You're figuring it out, yes. Figuring it out. Aren't we all? That's kind of part of the spiritual journey, isn't it? We don't ever arrive. Um, I'm really thankful as we close out uh, our last bit of Michael's interview. Uh, if you're listening in um, and, and you're a ministry leader, that is... Uh, in a place of authority, meaning you've got interns, or maybe you're a pastor and you're overseeing a children's ministry leader or a youth ministry leader. What Michael sh- shares in this next clip, I thought, was um, so creative and just genius. And I look forward to you guys hearing him.
3: So I, I saw this model from a mentor of mine. He was a senior pastor, and uh, he we didn't we had we, we had reduced. I was in a church setting where they had taken all of our conference money away. And in lieu of that, they said, hey, we're going to give you more time for to get away and do simple things. And so like every day of the month, everybody got a spiritual retreat day and we didn't have a budget for it. But we had the whole day to be creative. And I watched that senior pastor practice that discipline (laughs) and like without like just to find like uh, to go to spend a few hours at a park. You know, to get away and just go to, uh, go to a town, next, next town over, and just be at a coffee shop with a book and a pencil and pad. And I watched him go uh, to a state park and just walk and be silent. And, like, he just modeled it. He didn't come and brag about it, but what did like, you do today? Where would you go? And He would just give me little glimpses of, like, what he did. And, and that's the, so all of this can be put into practice regardless of your budget. Regardless of like, and so when you say, well, I don't have time, the pushback that I have is if you don't find a way to put spiritual time to spiritual retreat in your ministry, you will crash. Mm-hmm. And the reason I know that is because I crash mm-hmm, me too. emotionally. Mm-hmm. So I know it. So like, and and, and I'm, I mean, this isn't, we all three of us know each other. We're both all three very driven people and we've all three been through it trying to do this on our own self effort apart from retreat we tried to do it our way but Jesus models a better way and so I just challenges the opposition look at the life of Jesus and then and then really wrestle with it what do you see Jesus doing do that
1: good <laughs> yes, we, right? Bo- right. we both wanted like, okay. <laughs> you heard multiple gasps there yeah <laughs> <laughs> go ahead you go first
0: i think that uh you know we talk about currency of money but I think, and what Michael was saying, currency of time, how valuable to be able to say, hey, I may not be able to give you this, but I'm going to give you time. And I think sometimes time is almost more valuable than money in some people's lives. And to be able to to take that time to pull away, and it's in the quiet where we, we hear his whispers are the loudest, hmm. you know?
1: Mm-hmm. So, hey, it, maybe you're listening to this podcast as part of a spiritual retreat. I hope so. And if so, we pray blessings on your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, you may be listening to this and going, oh, my goodness, uh, this is just a little bit of encouragement that I needed to kind of stop a little bit and and, and get away. Uh, and if so, we pray blessings on that as well. Mm-hmm. If you're an M2P member, we really want to refer you to that spiritual retreat guide, that we prepared for you. It, it guides you all through it. it. It It's all you need. Just print it off and follow what it has to say. It's an incredible resource. Mm-hmm. We think you'll love it. Mm-hmm. And just, it's in the ministry toolbox section of the membership site. So uh, is, you, you gasped, like, so I need to know, <laughs> did you have anything else you want to say? Well, it's, I think you, you're excited about the spiritual retreat guide. I
0: am. It's a, it's two little pieces. It's called moments of ceasing and it helps you really uh, steward your thoughts and then moments of listening so that you can now hear his thoughts. It's good stuff.
1: I love it. So the next segment is a new thing for our podcast. That's why I'm, I'm excited about that. We have Tony Bianco. He's coming to talk. Uh, he does our tech. He's our technology guy and he is going to do segments for us, uh, and their Tony's Tech Tips uh, is the working title. We may change it by the time it gets into the podcast. It may have a different title, but uh, today he's going to be talking to us about three things that Instagram doesn't want parents to know. So uh, this is cool stuff for you to figure out and to share with your parents. You'll enjoy it. We'll talk to you right after the break with Tony's Tech Tips. a parent ministry website in 30 seconds. That would be magic, right? That's why Ministry to Parents members love our magic button. Once you push the magic button, it creates a parent ministry website in only 30 seconds. The magic button is available for members of ministrytoparents.com. To become a member today, you can go to ministrytoparents.com slash member.
2: Well, hello and welcome to T3. That is Tech Time with Tony. My name is Tony. I am the author and creator of the Family Technology Plan and a content contributor for ministrytoparents.com. You can find my stuff in the store and on the blog. Three things Instagram doesn't want you to know. The first thing is this, is that you can search without saving. So what that means is is that you can go into the search feature of Instagram, you can search for something, and there is no record of it. Well, there is for a moment, but that can be deleted. And so for moms and dads, you need to understand that if your son or daughter has an Instagram account, they could be searching for a variety of hashtags or people without you knowing about it. Now, there are some apps and some programs out there that will add some uh, controls to Instagram, but ultimately not enough. And so it's not necessarily a deal breaker but it is something to have conversations with your son or daughter about. So know that. That's number one is you can search without saving. Number two is really alongside this is there's basically zero parental control apps. Now, again, there are some programs and some softwares out there that will let you monitor or at least limit what is happening on Instagram. But It is a photo video app, not a social media app by category, which means that there are going to be some things that are going to slip through the cracks. And so moms and dads, you need to understand uh, that if you are going to allow your son or daughter to have this app, listen, they got to have a conversation. You have got to have a conversation with them about it because there are some potential dangers on this app. Now, it is a fantastic app. It's a great way to share photos and videos and stay connected with friends and family but there are some potential dangers, and so having those conversations is extremely important. One of the big things that I share with parents a lot of the time, if you're looking for a way to manage or monitor the content that is going on on Instagram is to this, is for moms and dads to approve or deny friends and followers. So what that means is it's a little extra work on mom and dad, but you are going to be able to go in and approve and deny those who follow or your son or daughter goes and friends themselves. The third thing, the third thing is this, is there are disappearing messages in private chat. I know what you're thinking. You thought, we're not doing Snapchat. Tony, we're not gonna do Snapchat because of those disappearing messages. We'll settle and we'll go with Instagram. Well, moms and dads, I just wanna let you know, there are disappearing private messages in the private messaging. So you can have a photo that is only allowed to be viewed once and it only is viewed once and it's there and then it's gone. But however, there is still ways obviously for you to screenshot or to save that photo very, very quickly. And so know that there's a little less accountability potentially in those private messages and those private chats. And so it's extremely important for you to not only follow or, you know, be a friend of your son or daughter on Instagram and see the content that they're putting out in the public, but it's also important for you to look at their device and to have some time with it in front of you so you can see who they're private messaging. If you want to find out some more information about me, you can go to familytechnologyplan.com or you can check out more of the content I've created at ministrytoparents.com. Thanks for hanging out with me. Looking forward to more Tech Time with Tony next time.
1: Hey, our thanks go to Tony. I appreciate that. Look forward to even more technology segments. We all have to figure out technology and appreciate him guiding us. And thank you guys for listening. I want to thank Tammy Palermo uh, and appreciate her being a part of the podcast and getting us started. Thanks to Michael Bain. Uh, Next week, we're going to talk about Sabbath and how do you do Sabbath when you work on Sunday? Uh, And there's a lot of cool stuff for us to talk about with that. Don't forget about the eternal cell. Uh, Get ready for that coming on August 20th. And I hope you have a great week.
2: You've been listening to the M2P podcast. To download free
1: parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.